0: Good evening. Welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. We are an hour away from May the Force be with you, or May the Fourth be with you, Star Wars. Or in my case, Doctor Who, the fourth doctor. Yeah. Tom Baker. You know, social media and technology, really in this era, you can make your own film look at someone like Quentin Tarantino who didn't go to film school and worked in a video store and that was his education and also putting on a record and setting up a scene and he's talked about that and so this is the era of you can do TikTok you can do short vignettes Instagram, uh, YouTube you can make short films color, the texture, you are your own cinematographer, you are your own editor, you look at the director of Nomadland, she's her own editor, so hey and then music music plays a very integral part in making a film, let's ask Ennio Morricone what I loved about Ennio Morricone was he refused to learn English and he refused to move to Hollywood he knew what he wanted and he knew where he belonged and in this era, that's usually people hit it big and move. No, no, not Inyo Morricone. No, no. He, he said, No, I don't like it. I like what I do. I like where I'm at. That is the meat and potatoes of filmmaking right there. Without a score, unless you're a No Country for Old Men. Remember, there was no score. Cohen Brothers you or there will be blood where Radiohead's johnny greenwood was doing the score of uh, there will be blood what's funny about there will be blood is that title i remember my brother and his friend wanted to go see the movie and i had already seen the movie with my cousin so i knew what the movie was about and i think they assumed because of the title it was either about boxing or something violent and then they watched the movie and fell asleep and I'm just sitting there laughing like. And when they awoke they were pissed. But oh well. I got to see one of my favorites for a second time in the theater. Cinematically there will be blood is such a It's similar to that painting The Potato Eaters. It's very dark. It's very brooding. It's oil. It's magnified within the 20th century of industry. And that's what that film is about. Although that moment where he's this bastard from a basket, damn, it's brutal. It's a brutal film. And Daniel Day-Lewis gives a performance and I've talked about. There will be blood on this show before. And how Daniel Day-Lewis has proved time and time again why he is so good. From Christy Brown and My Left Foot to... Daniel Plainview and there will be blood. And then of course Abraham Lincoln and Lincoln. A man who often says I'm I'm going on retirement. He I think Phantom Fred for Thread he said was his final film. So who knows, he may come out of retirement. He's done it before. Maybe Hildur. Or actually I think he did direct a film at one point. Uh yeah great actors like that working with directors making these very raw potato eating or potato eaters I mean when I, when I see there will, be, will, there will be blood in the dark and the contrast it makes me think of that painting the potato eaters I believe that's by Picasso or the exorcist in Magritte the Magritte painting that inspired the look and feel of the exorcist cover art These spooky moments. That's what film... Film really is, painting. It's inspired by painting. The cinematography. I love how people don't know what the cinematographer is. Yeah. There's so much to be said about that. There's so much. So when... Yeah, the the Academy Awards are very fluffy. And they're very... They need to be changed. But people always say, why do they have to announce all the categories? Because that's what it takes to make a film. Think of it, the motion picture arts and sciences. The arts and sciences that go into making a motion picture. Whether you're doing it on your phone, your tablet, on your computer, at home, on your camera, on your PC, or your 4K camera, on your camera phone you really can do it in this era in this age i should take my own medicine and do it it's but i wouldn't really have characters i think i would just have nature as the character for nature tells a greater grander story plus you don't have to deal with actors and their motivation which my motivation when i think of a really good actor where you could just tell he didn't always have to act. He just would give you that look and boom, you fell into it. And that's Paul Newman, whether it was in The Sting or in Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid or The Hustler or HUD, where he, HUD, that's such a great role. It's so, oh goodness, he's so naughty. And, and that moment where he picks up Patricia Neal in the car and she's got all those groceries and she's like, You want a fig Newton? And then she says, uh, she tells him she knows who he's messing around with. And she says, I guess I wonder how most women get the to time throughout the day. And I, I, I never barely get any time scrubbing the bathtub, the toilets. And Paul Newman's just, he's just driving HUD. He's just it, driving, and he's so cool, and he's so sly. But the only person who can cut through that is his father, played by the late Melvin Douglas. (sighs) These films... These films have so much... uh, So much contour, texture. They're dirty. They're naughty. And they're not naughty in a sexual way. They're dirty in a kind of landscape way. Like, HUD takes place in Texas... The Hustler takes place all over the place. The Sting is all over the place. The Sting, or Chicago mainly. But Cassidy and the Sundance Kid is, whoa. These cinematic landscapes. So that's what I thought I would talk about for tonight's podcast. is cinematic landscapes. And how we're, they film them, you know. Charlie Chaplin filmed a lot of his exterior scenes Here in Northern California Hollywood at that time Was filled with like orange trees I believe So it wasn't the Hollywood that we know now Filming was done in such a Bare bones type of way I mean back then <laughs> Stunt Some of the stunt men died that, You know you think of those stunts The early stunts of the man hanging on the clock and They're waiting down there to catch him, just in case. Those, those were the thunderous days. Those were the re- that was the real people. Now, oh, he's such a great director. Okay, it is your actor hanging off of a clock. He could die at any moment, and you got to capture that shot. And the lighting has to be. You only have a chance for that lighting. You've paid how much to film it? Nosferatu. Hello. F.W. Murnau, last night we talked about Dietrich and von Sternberg. and You know, Dietrich has, <laughs> Dietrich did this. She, so she does this documentary with uh, Maximilian Schell and agrees to appear on camera. And then at the last minute says she will not do it. And so it's all audio. It's him talking to her in her apartment. And she says that a lot of the Joseph von Sternberg films were schmaltz. She hates schmaltz. She hates uh, sentimental or how she gets shot and dishonored. Oh, it was schmaltz. it. That's what she said. Marlena Dietrich died 29 years ago on May 6, 1992 in Paris, France with her legend intact. She refused to, I think the Oscars wanted to give her an honorary Oscar just to pull her out of retirement. She refused to do it. She wanted people to retain the memory of her as the young Marlena Dietrich. Those, those eyes, that face, that voice. She made her last film in 1979 with David Bowie. I believe it was just a gigolo or was that the song she sang she was this artist born in 1901 lived a very long life not not a grand one that was also the thing she knew when to stop people that loved and cared about her wanted to go and see her if if anything that's what i would love to see is someone to do a documentary of Dietrich in such a raw way and her daughter is still alive Maria Riva so she, they could interview Maria on that Maria has talked extensively about her mother I wish there was a way for me to get hold of Maria Riva if you can hear me just to talk about Dietrich We've heard we've heard all about Dietrich What do you think this era this age would think of Dietrich so many people have borrowed from her, Madonna. Catherine Deneuve. Simone Segret. A lot of the French actresses really borrowed from Dietrich, and here Dietrich was German, but loved France. She died in France. She did so much for the USO at a time when her country, that she was born into, German or Germany. They saw her as a traitor, but she said that was not the Germany that she knew. The man who really gave her this spot and in, in this place called film was Joseph von Sternberg, and she stood by him and many others who would have been shot and murdered by the Third Reich. There was the talk of when Hitler approached her or approached someone that knew her about appearing in his films with, done by Leniel Ruffenstahl, and she said no. And she immediately came to the U.S. and became a, a citizen. Yeah. And that's why I loved her. She was a rebel. She was a rebel. She just didn't fucking care, or did she? She really went against everything that, I mean she didn't believe in all of that. But we will save that for another time. It is short and sweet tonight. The Doctor Zeus film podcast. As I say, I will leave you with that is the the look and the feel and the contour of film which also a lot of we pulled that from European expressionism and the the German filmmakers F.W. Murnau. In fact, it was Hitchcock who went to Germany to study expressionism in film and met his wife Alma Reville, his wife and collaborator. <sighs> And and I also say this with the knowledge that we are upon the thirtieth anniversary of U2's Actun baby. A lot of bands go to Germany, go to Berlin to record. There's something in that air. You know, David Bowie and Iggy Pop went there and made the albums. And the same with art. The same with art and film. It was it was a different time. And we will dive more into Marlena Dietrich and, and the contour look of other films. There was something dark and very raw and masculine and feminine. And it was everything within those old black and white films. And. You know, you look at Dietrich and you look at Garbo, who were all lit perfectly. That's that's where really the motion picture arts and sciences come into the play. As always, unpleasant dreams.